As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. On today's episode of The Glue Guys, uh, a special mm. Thanksgiving-themed episode. First, wow. we're going to talk about that dynamic Brooklyn Nets win in Cleveland. John Hollinger has a pretty interesting piece on the biggest free agents in the upcoming offseason. Two oh. Nets are on them. Kyrie Irving places in a very surprising place. We will discuss that. And killer comparisons. My gosh. Nets as Thanksgiving guests. The archetypes <laughs> of guests. Is It'll make a lot more sense. A to classic killer comparison. Like I can feel it. Before we get started on today's show, this podcast is brought to you by Direct TV Stream. Get your TV together with the best of live and on demand. Learn more at directtv.com. Deadcam. Welcome back to the Glue Guys. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BK Glue Guys. That's daily.com. The Athletic New Black Friday offer, Brian. Get yourself hashtag behind that paywall. Mm. Go to theathletic.com slash glue guys. A dollar a month for an entire year. Whoa. 12 bucks total whoa. Whoa, 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 for whoa, the whoa. entire year. To get behind that paywall, you get our podcast ad-free, which is definitely the biggest selling point. But more than that, you get John Hollinger, I reference. You get all of his great articles. You get every mock draft. You get every fantasy football analysis, fantasy basketball analysis. You get so much stuff. <laughs> Wait. Uh, that's big. Um, wow. Funk flex. Brian? Michael. My classic my my hello is off do you know why it's because i have these giant headphones on and i'm like you know i'm like in the booth i'm in the audible like i can't i'm like turn up my headphones i can't hear myself in my headphones because i'm tell, in tell, i'm in a hole in sag harbor where you are <laughs> I'm, in, I'm, I'm underground in sag harbor i'm on the lamb so people don't usually watch our youtube streams brian well brian typically broadcasts from his broadcast center in brooklyn new york yeah uh which is the like media, half of the media closet. center yeah yeah <laughs> 
and he has a green screen on him. Now he's he literally is in like a, a panic I'm in a hole. I'm in a panic room in Sec Harbor. With a very weird shelf situation behind you. It's, like what it's is basically, what is that? I think it's supposed to be a it's like a gym in the making or something. That's sort of what the, <laughs> the vibe is. It's proto gym. Um the acoustics are not great. And you know, but we're making it work. We're making it work, Mike. Hey, we're making it work. Fresh Just off like the Brooklyn Nets. Fresh off a bit. Did you watch the game? Do you have hot takes? Will you give them to me, please? This felt like the, we're talking about the Cavaliers game. So the Nets are 13 and 5. And and I had made a joke on Twitter a game ago that, hey, remember when like Stephen A. Smith was like super mad yeah, about mad. Kevin Durant? You'd even say big mad. Big mad. That Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant should demand a trade. That he yeah. should demand a trade out of Brooklyn. Brooklyn is dead. Yeah. The team sucks. He has no help. He should get out of Brooklyn. He yeah. made a big mistake by not joining the Knicks, right? Remember that? When everyone got mad because they lost to the best team in basketball in the Golden State Warriors, a mm-hmm. juggernaut. I can Jeez. I can say that now. Wow, can you? Well, the, the, the Nets are, I believe, number one in the East. They yeah. maintain that standing. Uh, they're 13-5. and five. I think they're one of three teams in the NBA with 13 or more wins. Them, the Suns, who are super hot. Yeah. They're on a 13-game winning streak. And the Golden State Warriors at 15 and 2. Uh, the Nets are clearly in the process of trying to separate themselves from the rest of the molass mm. of the East. This Cavaliers game was a frisky game. The Cavs are a frisky team. To me, it was a big, I don't want to say turning point, but a marker to show just how much the Nets role players have advanced and gained confidence around Harden and Durant. They're figuring out how to play. Around the two big dogs. It was. There was That's a there was like, you know, we talk about, you know, the worst thing you can be in basketball, sort of identity lists. There's the mm. beginnings. It was kind of a really important game just for finding what that. Are you, JK I, Rowling? I know, I know. Building these narrative arcs. I do think that it's like um one of the and Sarah Kustak kind of picked up on it at one point, but the the there's like this weird effect of of playing young guys like Camp Thomas, who everyone is so it's weird that everyone's so fixated on him, but he is kind of He's just a focal point in a lot of ways, but symbolically, uh, but also he's a reason for people to talk, you know, because like he's such a noob that the veterans when they're playing together, they sort of like defer to one another constantly. But if you have a conspicuous noob in the game that needs to be talked to, it has a way of just kind of lubricating the conversation. Like it's a, it's an icebreaker. And then all of a sudden everyone's vibing. It got real vibey in there. You know, there was a whole lot of chatter. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, there's like this delightful mentor, a Padawan Jedi master like relationship going on between Kevin Durant and Cam Thomas. Seems like Cam Thomas is is sitting at the table of Durant waiting for the morsels of basketball information yeah. that he can get uh, from KD. I think Cam said that before the Cavs game that he and KD played one on one and that Cam beat him. And right. then KD after the game. With Michael Grady, Grady asked KD about Cam's Cam's game. If you didn't watch last night, four for seven from the field, two from three, 11 points, three rebounds, no turnovers. He had a block shot, um, uh, no assists as usual. But when he came in, he really provided, he was part of the spark that got the Nets back into the lead in the game when they were down. They were down about like 12 points or something like that. And Cam was that spark that they really needed. And KD said after the game, and this is an important point, that what, well, why Cam was in the game was because of his defense. He was actually playing better defense. That's why he stayed on the floor, because we all know he has that offense. 
And I'll say this. I don't want to go too crazy on Cam Thomas just yet. He's had Let's one not. good NBA game. Let's not. Even though, did you say he scored 42 points for the Long Island Nets? It was, I thought it was 46. 46? I mean, it's it's actually kind of what we predicted. What's not to get you know, excited his, about? Come on, that's fun. That's yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. I, yeah. I actually would love if if we if we could just watch him playing with the Long Island Nets all year and dominate and try to break records down there. Um, the thing I've liked about Cam so far, in even in limited minutes, I think he's very, he's becoming self-aware. Mm. You know, our big concern when he was blowing up Vegas in the summer league was like, is he going to just try to do that? Is he trying to take 10 shots when he comes in for five minutes for the yeah. Nets and all the veterans hate him? I think he's trying, for the most part, to not just jack up shots yeah, in an yeah. insane degree. He heard us. He heard the show. But yeah, I mean, like in general, it's not just Cam. It's, I guess the lesson to take here is that older people need to vampirically feed off the energy of of the young. You know, that's sort of, it's an important yeah. part of the cycle of life. And, uh, you know, we just don't play, like that's the only super young dude in our rotation that actually could, you know, feasibly get minutes. Um, so... Yeah, anyways, it's good to see him crack the rotation, Mike, finally. Yeah, and, and it was important minutes, and it and we'll get to this sort of in our Thanksgiving killer comparison. Um, it came at the cost of Javon Carter. Javon Carter's shifting further and for, further out to orbit. He's almost going to become Pluto, where he's no longer a planet, and we don't mm. really talk about him anymore. Um, but it wasn't just Cam Thomas in that game. I mean, so Kevin Durant played about 39 minutes, he had a good Kevin Durant game, 27 points, 9 assists, and 6 rebounds on 19 shots. Harden, 14 points, 14 assists, 3 steals, 6 rebounds, only on 10 shots. It was actually like the Harden games that we used to get when he first came over yeah. in the trade from Houston. So the two stars played well, not ascendant. But what made the difference was that LaMarcus Aldridge, 20, 21 points, 11 rebounds, James Johnson, though he should, he was four for thirteen from the field. I just like those James Johnson minutes now. Yeah. I enjoy the wow. craftiness, the sort of like odd aggressive aggressive moments. Mm-hmm. Um, he seems like a good vibes guy for the yeah. most part on the teams, and and he does. You know, he had five assists in this game. He had a, I forget what it was a couple of games ago where he had ten rebounds and ten points or something. Like he kind of sticks in a bunch of different places. And lastly, DeAndre Bembry. Bembry got his start. Finally. He started in Long place time of... coming. Bruce better be watching his back, buddy. Let me tell you right now. Bruce has got to be cautious of this Bembry. Well, I know. I, I, And it's kind of like a good problem to have. They're both productive. and they bo- But Bembry does... Like, I do think there's going to be a point where, like, Bembry may end up playing more in front of Bruce because Bembry's longer. He is, like, actually more, more athletic, I think, right? I mean, like... Bruce is bulkier, more rugged. Where mm. Bembry has the kind of like Spider-Man like qualities where he's sticking on top of dudes. I, I think if, the difference if we're doing is... killer comparison superheroes. What? Bembry Spider-Man. Yeah, oh yeah. Bru- Bruce, Bruce Brown is... is the thing? Is that a, is that a guy? <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, yeah, the rock guy. The rock person? Yeah, the rock man. Geo dude? Uh yeah. yeah, there's something there. It's like basically I think the big difference there is that, you know, uh while we love Bruce Brown's like push push shot thing where he stops um it's actually not 
a super great shot in the in the grand scheme no, of things. It's, it's like it's a solution. It looks amazing when it goes in because <laughs> yeah. it, it's so unexpected. <laughs> but like, but then it the, usually doesn't go. The in. difference between him and Benbury is that Benbury does have the eye hand coordination to take that extra two dribbles and get to a place where it's a normal looking layup. And not to say that you know we don't love Bruce Brown's weird floater like we do, but it is a it's 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 an adaptive it's adaptation to a problem which is that he can't actually do that that thing um so yeah i mean i i mean love them both for different reasons also i think um bruce is just a really weird on ball defender like he lets people beat him and then he recovers really cleverly and stuff like that uh <laughs> Bembry plays passing lanes a little differently it's cool that they're like just subtle differences in how how they play defense but they're both really really good at it yeah i i really when i was watching Bembry, like We've been on the Bembry train since. I mean, I've been on the Bembry train since the moment he signed to Brooklyn. Like I've been. I like I had that you my think that everybody else wasn't on that train with you. They weren't. Like, I, I was the only one. <laughs> it's, I got the triple A discount. <laughs> it's always, I was on that train. I was drinking that that yeah. awful Canada Dry uh, ginger ale. I was sipping on that ginger you ale. Went for the ginger ale, huh? Uh, pretzels. I go you know, on the Amtrak. I went for the VA juice. Oh my god. <laughs> Because I don't know sick. how long that VA juice is sitting around. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at since, least I know it's the ginger ale. Like it's, I know. It's I know how long timeless. it's been there. Yeah. Um, but Bembry, like, this is a credit to Sean Marks where any team in the league could have had DeAndre Bembry. And I'm not saying he's like this knockout. He's Jordan Poole, right? We're like Jordan Poole. Not many people were like super excited about, but the Warriors have turned him into a real player. But Marx is really skilled at finding the fringe guys like Bruce Brown. We thought maybe Javon Carter would be that, but he really isn't that yet. And Bembry, though, who he can get cheaply, who aren't ancient dinosaurs like Paul Millsap and Marcus Aldridge. And he gets good minutes out of them. And he they have a valuable role on this team, a team filled with stars. And I think, again, this links back to... And we haven't talked about Patty Mills. I'm in love with Patty Mills. There's a moment in the game last night where he hit like a big three in the fourth quarter. The Cavs call a timeout. Patty's going back to the bench and he's like, he walks by Joe Harris and he says like scream something at Joe Harris and Joe like is shocked <laughs> by the energy and starts laughing. And then like Amari Stoudemire starts screaming back at, in a nice way at Patty Mills. Like the Patty Mills energy is just pure unadulterated yeah. good times it's well, and, it's and what part of part of the dynamic that we were talking about in that game was that like he was running off screens from tip so him playing yes. with like, the starters is kind of like you know bruce was what i was calling like the pyrotechnics to start but like it could be patty like i know he's playing like basically the Kyrie position of running off screens and stuff i felt like we've needed that for a long time with that combination we also so desperately need a, a proper pick and roll partner for james harden for him to be like yes super activated absolutely. um whatever we'll figure that out I, it can't Nick be claxton it, yeah it's, it's, gonna, it's be, gonna be claxton yeah. it, 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 whenever claxton comes back the rotation is going to be very interesting. So the biggest sort of development in the game for thinking long-term is that Blake got nine minutes in the game mm. last night. And I, be mm. I believe he started. So if you think about it, most of those minutes came when he started the game and then he basically didn't play the rest of the time. Uh, he had two points, two rebounds and three, <laughs> three fouls. Um, 
this is like an uncomfortable conversation. We're going to talk about Thanksgiving guests. This is that <laughs> uncomfortable conversation with your unvaccinated uncle that you're like, I don't know if he can come. Like, mm. I don't know if I can have him over for dinner in our house. We have young kids. They're not vaccinated. And I don't really know if I can have that conversation with my uncle. You know, I don't know if he's if he falls he into that version of the. It's like I don't know if he can come because like, or I don't know if he can host because his food sucks or something. You know, it's more like yeah. you know, <laughs> it's more like that. He's a good time. Hey, he's, a good he's time. got great Rome. jokes. Yeah, like this very this, solid. Only smiles, but but that turkey cook, is dry. It is dry as a bone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Blake basically, uh, it's not proper to say he got benched. But he got. It's on the uh, spectrum. He it's got on benched. the benching spectrum. He got benched <laughs> because because Lamarcus was playing so well. Because James Johnson was playing well. Paul Millsap got got ten minutes in this game. I am interested to see when Nick Claxton does come back from his mysterious month long illness that has sidelined him for so long, meningitis or whatever it is. I, I have no clue. He won't. He won't say. Um, it. He refused to um, say. Mad center disease. Is that a thing? Uh, it is. Sorry. Nice. Nicely done. Thank, thank. Remember when that was I'm, like a big thing when we were growing <laughs> you up? You see what I'm that sitting was right now? COVID. I'm in an insane stress. My, both of my legs are dead asleep right now, Mike. That's, <laughs> I am struggling. I wish this episode was on YouTube. Yeah. You, you look mad uncomfortable. Um, but when Nick Laxon comes back, so obviously the hierarchy of bigs right now, Blake is starting. But LaMarcus is number one. I think James Johnson is slowly but surely moving in as the, like, not counting to Claxton yet, but the number two sort of flexible big that Steve Nash is liking to play. I mean, James Johnson is getting more and more minutes per game, and Blake is getting less and less. Um, and when Nick Claxton comes back, even though he didn't look good, he's going to get, like, 15 minutes a game at center. Yeah. Um, so more. I'm just being conservative. I mean, yeah. here's what, okay. James Johnson, the past three games, 23 minutes, 26 minutes and 29 minutes. He's been increasing steadily. Um, now I don't think his spot in the rotation is permanent. Like obviously he's not a really good three point shooter. I understand that he, he has gotten four assists, four assists and five assists in each of these games. He's more of an athletic presence than Blake at this point. Um, he's more switchable. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he he's not a pick and roll big, but he's a guy you can who can do a bunch of stuff that Blake really can't do at this point. Dude, he looked good in that Orlando game. Full stop. Capital G. That Orlando yeah. game was super fun. It's a weird one. Yeah, um, I liked it. Um, people were it was re- just James Harden and, and the boys and the them boys. boys and them boys the squad. Uh, and that was another like against the Patty brothers special the brothers Wagner. <laughs> I love that Mo gets four minutes dude, and dude, his, Mo, his brother's just so much better than him. <laughs> Mo, just go live under the stairs, Mo. You're now you're Harry Potter. You're the lesser brother. <laughs> Goodbye. You know that he's like obs- he he is obsessed with Harry Potter and he calls himself Ron Weasley. I think and does he? His, that, which is like a very are like, you making that up? That's gonna, true. He calls himself he, Ron he, Weasley. He like jokes about how he looks like Ron well, no, Weasley. If he identifies with Ron Weasley, no wonder he let his brother usurp him. <laughs> no wonder. And his his brother kind of looks like a Victor Crumb friend, like a friend of Crumb. Um, now um, you're too you're in too deep uh, now. Too deep. I lost you. That 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 came in in the Goblet of Fire. 
Okay. You know, Victor Crumb was one of the the competing champions in the. Oh, oh, oh! I know cup. he's like the Russian guy. Yeah, who started trying to date Hermione, and then right. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, sorry. Good. Deep cuts. That was lame. Yeah, but <laughs> the the magic game was super fun because it was just it was like, hey, can James Harden still do this? Thirty six points, ten rebounds, eight assists, twenty free throw attempts. Absolutely, he took twenty free throw attempts and twenty five shots from the field. A, a startling amount mm. of usage, but another Patty Mills special. Overall, I it, the exciting thing that's happening right now with the Nets that's not really being discussed is, yeah, Kevin Durant is MVP level. James Harden is sort of oscillates between old James and like this hamstrung James mm. that we're still waiting hamstrung. to bust out fully and be consistent. He's still putting up triple doubles. It's the role players around him. Patty Mills has figured out exactly what he needs to do with them. And Patty's been even better, I think, than I expected. And then LaMarcus Aldridge is fitting in beautifully. They're finding the James Johnson, Bembry minutes. They're fluctuating there, finding good time. Bruce Brown has been effective as usual in his role. So the team is forming around the stars in a very nice way. And... You know, that's what this, that's what the, as as mad as Stephen A. got about how Kevin Durant has no help in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, he's getting more and more help. And Stephen A., th this is here, a word from Stephen A. The New York Knicks look like straight trash. I always love that drop. I'm yeah, sorry. Good. Good. Um, before we get to break and before we do killer comparisons, Brian, just a quick, a quick plug. So I told everyone. Get behind that paywall, theathletic.com slash glue guys. A dollar, um, 12 bucks. Brian, what, what's something you can spend $12 on? A Britney Spears CD? Dude, you can Remember drop that? 12 bucks at the coffee play, at a coffee store. Easy. By accident. Come on. A muffin and a latte. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Exactly. A muffin you're not, and a, if you're a not careful, you can drop 12 bucks. So uh, our boy, John Hollinger, friend of the show, wrote an early look at the top 25 NBA free agents for 2022. Um, very interesting. And I'll, I'll reveal what's happening, but everyone should read and dive into the analysis. He has Zach Levine as number one over Beal, LeBron James, who I guess technically could be a free agent. I didn't even know LeBron. I mean, LeBron's going to be a net next year. If I'm going to, if I can call it, yeah. uh, here's who he has four and five at number four, Kyrie. He has Kyrie all the way up to number four and James Harden's at five. Mm -hmm. Overall, these are the max for agent guys, and the guys just below that DeAndre Ayton, Miles Bridges, um, Montrez Harrell is pretty far below at eight. Like, I, I'd say there's a big gap between James Harden and Montrez Harrell. Um, here's what I want to say about that. So, obviously, Hollinger's one guy, but he used to run the personnel department for an NBA team. He's mm -hmm. widely respected for his PER and his statistical analysis. He a guy who's been in the front office making trades, analyzing players, has placed Kyrie Irving's value at four overall in a free agent class that could potentially include Zach Levine, Bradley Beal, J LeBron James, and James Harden. I find that very interesting because mm -hmm. if, if Kyrie's value is still that high, that to me indicates that his trade value mm. is fairly high. Um, Now, I, we're going to have a trade special episode <laughs> coming up with Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah. Um, we're we're going to do the Kyrie conundrum, 
where we will go through. We did this with Karis Levert, the Levert line, an award-winning episode. We did the Dinwiddie Dilemma. We did the Dinwiddie Dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um, we will do the Kyrie Conundrum, mm. and we, we will go through sort of the top-level players that may be tradable. We'll find out our, our area where we feel comfortable trading Kyrie Irving. Jonas Valanciunas is like my guy, so he's he's on the we, list. We, and we'll we know, Mike. Out. Oh, do we know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but John Hollinger indicating that Kyrie Irving is still this highly thought of as a free agent seems to me that he would be highly valued as a trade target right now. I mean, mm. considering, so this is just one data point, but a uh, friend of the show, Andrew Schlecht, who has the Down to Dunk podcast, which is an Oklahoma City Thunder podcast, he tweeted out that the Thunder are no longer requiring vaccinations or even positive tests, I think, for people who want to come to the games. Don't have to be vaccinated. You don't even have to test positive or something like that. Right. Um, I think we're going to see more and more arenas sort of open up in that way. There'll be teams that don't give it, don't care about vaccinations. Localities don't care about it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these teams are in places that don't really care about whether you're vaccinated or not. So if you're one of those teams, why would you care if Kyrie's vaccinated or not, really? Mm. Right? Particularly if most of your team is vaccinated. Just grab the talent. So I think the trade market, if the Nets have to go there, uh, will open up. The other thing I hope and I pray, I pray, I'm praying right yeah. now. Um, you know, as much as I love vaccines, I'm gonna get my booster today. I'm oh, gonna wow. that five G booster in my shoulder today. On top of it. Um, but I do think the requirements for vaccine may, you know. I think it's going to loosen up a little. Well, do you see the Canada thing? Yeah, that's a, yeah that's, that's, a, a, that's a big one. So what, it, like, <laughs> I mean, is that what a pretty if big, a, if the, if the Raptors were actually round, really good? Yeah, that would be wild. Um, that That's like a strong advantage for the Toronto-based teams, right? I mean, yeah. particularly like in hockey. I mean, that the, like half the league's already in Canada. Right. And if it extends further, I mean, so people don't know. Canada has, has made it so any athletes who are unvaccinated can't come into Canada, right? Isn't that the the basic ruling? Like they can't You're not play to, in Canada. To play, yeah, in the games in Canada. Yeah. So, and if you look at the standings, a Nets Raptors first round series is not out of the question. No, <laughs> it's like pretty. It's actually pretty pop, probable, right? Wizards, it's like a Wizards and Beal. Beal would have a hard time getting getting run in Canada. <laughs> you know. Um. <clears throat> So just want to put that data point out there for people to track the fact that there's an, a league insider saying that Kyrie Irving is still so valuable. He's more valuable, more wanted than James yeah. Harden as a free agent. Let's do this, Brian. Let's take a quick break. Please. Yeah. Coming back. Killer comparisons. Nets players as Thanksgiving guests archetypes. Uh, sounds good. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. And we're back, and here comes the drop, oh Brian. Man, I, I don't think we fine wine that has aged. I, you know, I do the vocals in that, Mike. Did you know? <laughs> I, I certainly <laughs> do know you do the vocals in that. Uh, we haven't played that drop in gosh for so long, but that is Too our long. killer comparisons drop. Uh, for people new to the show, uh, Killer Comparisons is where we compare Nets players or NBA players to just everyday things, pop culture, sort of uh, interesting uh, experiences in life. And it's Thanksgiving week. And God bless Thanksgiving. One of the great good, holidays good bless. Um, out there. Uh, we are going to do comparing Nets players to different archetypes of people who show up for a Thanksgiving dinner. Okay. Um <laughs> So, Brian, I don't know. Are you going to go off the same list I have, or you? you uh, I'm going off that list, and it is it is a it's. A, I'm interested in your answers by this. List. Also, I'm interested in your family dynamic. There's, <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I can explain a bit of my family. I think let's weave the personal within as we're uh, sure. talking about this. First off, I mean this is this is like the most obvious one we'll do. The uncle with outlandish views, whether whatever views they are, the the crazy wild the uncle. You're like, I really hope he doesn't start talking at dinner. It's Kyrie Irving. Of course it's Kyrie. I mean, who this whole thing is basically based around the fact that it's Kyrie Irving. How would you think a well, I won't even begin to think of how a Thanksgiving dinner would go with Kyrie, but it would be it would be a trip. It'd be a fun, a fun wild ride, Brian. Yeah. Under, uh, I mean that's that, that one's a layup. You know, not even doesn't even have to we have to go. I mean, do we want to do a Kyrie State no. of the Union? Do we yeah, we don't have to. No, we've talked about it. Uh yeah. next up. So I've added one. I didn't tell you about this. Oh, okay. okay. I'm excited. Yeah. The cranberry sauce in a can person. Mm. The person who who shows up and the, all they bring is that ocean spray wow. cranberry sauce in a can. And I value this person, right? Okay. Because it shows they're bringing a little something. It's always desired. I don't know if you how you feel about. How do you feel about the cranberry sauce in a can? The jellied all- so Sauce. in is part of our repertoire. <clears throat> there is a like a tradition of this one. We have this one family thing of a cranberry chutney that my mom has taken very seriously from a very long time. <laughs> so I don't think I've ever actually had the cranberry in a can. Not to say that I wouldn't like it because I generally like eating shit out of cans. Uh, <laughs> baked beans, you know, count me in. Uh, sure. <laughs> you know, all, all kinds of stuff. So I actually don't think I've ever had it, but. You know, I I eat a lot of cranberry based chutneys and relishes, so you know I have no reason to think I wouldn't like it. Yeah, I I I enjoy the cranberry sauce in a can. I'm not really sure how much sugar is in it. I imagine 
for more to get than gelatinous. Like, as, as I'm understanding it, it's like you slice it into discs, like pucks. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty weird. It comes out, <laughs> yeah. Weird. It comes out looking <laughs> like a can because it's yeah. formed within a can. Yeah. So it's got to be like 50% thing. sugar. Yeah. So, but to me, I translated that like you do. It's so there's one person who brings it in my family. They, that's all they bring. And they brought it every year. My God. So it's Joe Harris. He brings the one thing he's bring. He brings one thing to the table, mm. which is his three point shooting. And I think it's appreciated. I what, appreciate Mike, it. He's more than just a three point shooter. You didn't know that? Even <laughs> not, not, not anymore. Actually, <laughs> that's actually true. Not Wait, he, he's not getting run. Out. He's like not able to pump fake his way out of the situation anymore. It's just not happening. He used to be the guy who, who, you know, we all discounted and he did other stuff. I, I blame, you know, Mike Breen and the national media for highlighting the fact that, you know, he's not just a three point shooter. And, and then, <laughs> and then people started to close out on him appropriately. And now he is just a three point shooter. Next up. I think you have this one. The cousin who is suddenly vegan. Uh, and I added and won't stop talking about it. Brian, who do you have? Um, <laughs> I confess to have not given this a whole lot of thought. <laughs> So sure. I mean, it, would, it would have been DeAndre Jordan, obviously. Uh, right. Are we allowed to go outside of yeah, contemporary nets? Uh, yeah. How long is he going to be a vegan for? Do you think? Do you think he's going to flop flop back over? I think this, That's what happened to me. I, honestly, I was vegetarian for three years. Huge pain in the ass, and then came back to the other side. So the, I, in a lot of ways, I can empathize with with that with that arc. You know, but was the pain in the? I think the pain in the ass was part of access, though, right? I mean, if you're uh, making ten million a year. The access to good True. vegan food must be increased, right? Well, it's just, I mean, and it's sort of by design that it forces you to have to think about food and and take steps to make sure that, like, you know, what are you going to have instead of this turkey? You know, like, basically everything, and so, like, even stuffing is, you're going to be using meat in there for the, you know, for a lot of it. Like, what, are you just going to eat the cranberry chutney for Thanksgiving? Like a, like a lunatic? No. So you got to, I remember one year we had, like, this, I was early on this tip, this, like, it was like a tube of, uh, like you know synthetic turkey or whatever that was made out of out of uh i think it was like like fungus it was like mushroom <laughs> and it's actually really it's some straight out of like david chang you know one of those like you know hulu food specials i gotta tell you it was pretty good like based on uh, of all of the synthetic meat stuff out there this would have been like 2010 um it wasn't bad for fungal meats as far as fungal meats I, go yeah i i'm gonna be honest i think most of that so, so the spectrum from tofu to the fungal, the fungus the fungal meats, meat. <laughs> they're all good. Like, that's the funny thing. Like, we all act like, oh, my God, they're just, like, I don't yeah. know. They're all pretty tasty. Usually what how you make them tasty, though, is just by loading them with salt or whatever. You know, you load it with flavor. Um, so they're not healthy anymore. That's the problem. Like, I make, this, I make three good things, okay? Mm. I make oven-baked French fries. So oh, okay. just slice up from, from scratch. You go scratch. Yeah. Slice up the potato, a uh, little canola oil, salt, pepper, or just a Are these, are like these a Zatar. thick steak fry or are we going mandolin like actual? So you, yeah. so you want a thick fry because you want something that actually holds. If you make them too thin, they get actually too crispy and they lose the mm. potato taste. And it just kind of <laughs> becomes like a crispy, like not a good chip. It's like a bad chip. Okay. So you make them like a steak fry, you cut them up, put them in the oven. It's healthy-ish because you're not frying them. Right. You know, you're not deep frying them. You're just it's just oven baked fries. So I do that. I make pretzels, which is a showstopper. If you if you someone can make you a soft pretzel from scratch, you're you're mm. like that guy has got something going on. I go into the Black Forest <laughs> of Germany and I make them. Yeah. You know, got it's it. it's an unusual thing to make. It is. So I make yeah. that. 
And I do this recipe that I got from the New York Times. It is, um, I think it's Umami Burgers or another mm. restaurant's. Is it um, an Umami Bomb? No, it's a it's a fried tofu sandwich. So it's it's tofu cooked as if it's cooked like a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Okay. Um, so you dredge it. It's tofu. You slice it up into like, you know, rectangles. Sure, I'm with you. You dredge it in like a mustard um, pickle brine for okay. a day. Wow. You take them out and then you you dredge it <laughs> twice in this flour, then this mustard mixture, and then you fry it in a pan and you get like a brioche bun, a little pickle, coleslaw. It is so good, this yeah. this tofu thing. The thing is, it, it you, the value of tofu in our minds, we think tofu is healthy. Uh, you just we just killed all health. You've killed it because I fried people, it. People people are really trying to make crispy tofu all the time, and it's sort of like why? Like what? what like why? It's so it's it's water. It's like basically a sponge, and you're like, I want to crisp this thing up somehow, some way. I want to make this thing crispy. <laughs> I want to fry it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a good not a good vehicle for the crisp. But it sounds like you've got a good situation there, Mike. It's it is honestly so one of the most delicious things you can wow, eat. You're gonna, you're but gonna have to make me. That. But but it's no longer healthy. It, like the 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 it's so unhealthy. Care about, cares about health. Um, next up, uh, the person who doesn't cook or clean or contribute anyway. This person to me, I I feel pain inside of me when I witness this happening in front of me. I'm a big. I cannot cook. I even though I just had a whole ten minute thing about how I cook three things. Yeah. Can't cook bad at it sam my wife wants me to cook parker house rolls for our thanksgiving dinner like it's a simple just, just like simple out roll. of the tube rolls no they're like oh there's a pill yeah 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 but but um i can't i know i'm gonna screw it up i'm gonna screw it up and if you screw up the carb that's a really bad people depend on having a carb i feel like yeah. at a big dinner like this i so remember i had a, a friendsgiving once that i made jalapeno cheddar cornbread for and i get there and the guy's like let's warm these up in the oven and i'm like here's the thing don't dry these things out in the the oven and and of course and of course and and then it's like who was it (laughs) i have not i don't know son of of a bitch Um, a bitch (laughs) also kind of saved you because what if they were not that well, what if they, they were, were moist. Like, you know, I make a moist, a moist yeah, ass cornbread. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. First day of Syracuse, Brian was walking down the hall with his cheddar oh, jalapeno mo- cornbread. <laughs> I, I hey, my name this. is Brian. I'm from Montclair, New Jersey. <laughs> it, in you terms of the carbohydrate, the, the realm of the carbohydrate, like I kind of, I have it locked in. I won't say this about many things, but if you want sticky rice, you want a perfect al dente oh, linguine. Tell me, I'm your guy. I'm your guy. I got the timing <laughs> down. I don't know. It's clutch. I got the clutch gene. <laughs> Is all um, way to 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 say Italian foods is just to leave off the valley <laughs> at the end of all of them? That's that's, that's, that's how we're all Tony Soprano. <laughs> yeah. it's dead Gabagool. simple. Yeah, prosciutto. Yeah, salam. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So the person who doesn't cook or clean or contribute anyway, I I can't st- like I can't stand it because again I don't cook, can't cook, and I'm sparing people by not cooking, but. I'll I will be at that sink for an hour and a half cleaning scrubbing I will dry I will do whatever yeah, I can putting a spit to shine. contribute yeah yeah it it'll and it kind of gets a, almost excessive like 
I'm that kind of person who says, no, no, I don't need help. I'll do yeah, it you're all. You're making a giant like, to-do of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I want the spotlight. Right. And I want, and then when I'm done, if everyone's like drinking and sitting out on the couch, I'll do like a big, I'll sit down on the couch and do a big, oh, like I really, <laughs> you come, like, you're like, are you, you guys sure you don't want me to, you know, dab your chins with a napkin or <laughs> you don't, <laughs> anyone need a, a new coaster? <laughs> I want people to know I worked really hard, yeah, yeah. you know? I need yeah. that. I, I'm sorry. I, I'm a young, I'm the youngest child. I need I to know that people recognize my work. Um, so my person who doesn't cook or clean or contribute in any way, this is harsh, but it, this I'm rough. sorry. We're doing Blake Griffin. We're just what? doing it now. What? He tries so hard. <laughs> I know. I know. It's not fair, but he, in a lot of ways, he's, he's, he's doing the, like, he's doing what you're doing, he's which is like, the he's, he's yeah. scrubbing the actual inside of the sink, you know, just to like, everyone's like, what? You don't have to clean that, the actual sink today. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Don't worry. Like, uh, I can't hit your person. I can't hit anything. So I'm going to scrub <laughs> the sink. Yeah. That's true. I, that's unfair of me. Who did you have someone who comes to mind? I mean, honestly, what comes to mind is like people from, from the past, like, you know, Alan Crabb and things like that. And this is cause I feel like uh, these negative ones, these are, yeah, it's not fair. It's hard to do for it for this group for contemporary guys. These are, these are our guys. Alan Crabb's a great example. Yeah. Cause he li- remember when we had to believe that he was a good defender because that we had to have something. A- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not we had conversations about it because it was like, he was such a bad, horrible shooter who was so disappointing. They were like, yeah. Oh, but he, de- he plays defense. Like, oh my God. He was He's even so- like slow. He couldn't even like, I think I could out. I think I was faster than Alan Crabb. I think I could beat him you in a foot race. Yeah. yeah. You still, how much money did Alan Crabb make in his career? Like over a hundred so million dollars, right? So much, so much. I forget what that big Good deal was, but it was, it was like 17 million a year. 75 million, right? A year, yeah. Like overall a year, 75 a year. Um, okay. The family member who drinks too much. Now I know I won't name names, but there's one person that I've had Thanksgivings with who from the moment they get in the door, they're pouring out uh, a big old half glass of vodka, wow. a half glass of like ginger ale, mixing it with some soda, mis- mixing it with something to, and then slowly that cup gets more and more vodka proportion versus the mixer, and that person is tanked by yeah. the end of dinner. Uh, who's that? Pr- I don't know. I don't know. I didn't have quite <clears throat> the best answer for this. I have so I I don't have it either. But like so. When I think of drink too much, it's like you're wearing the lampshade, you're legless, you're kind of an embarrassment, which is not where I would go with this person, but more about the hedonism of loving to drink a lot. And for that reason, I go like James Harden, because I can see across the aisle, I'm this way too. You know, I, I, when, when we're partying, this isn't it's, a judgment zone. <laughs> I, I go in, you know, I'm, a, and I, and I eat way too much and I'm just, I'm a hedonistic person at my core. Um, and so, and I can see that in a way, but I also don't, I, I'm also deeply in touch with my insecurity, so I can't be the drunkest person. You know, I can't be too drunk at, at the Thanksgiving, um, but I will be drinking a lot. That's for sure. Uh, so in that way, yeah. I can see your hedonism, James Harden. And I also see that you, you're probably not going to be embarrassing yourself, but you are, you're going to, you're going to throw down some, some vodka crayons. Um, I, I had LaMarcus Aldridge in only that if drinking was mid-range jumpers, like that guy can't get enough fucking mid-range jumpers. You know, he, he loves himself. It, rum and, if it, rum and Cokes were mid-range jumpers, he'd be yeah. Captain Morgan's. What a lame. Uh, that is a, that's a stretch, Mike. Sorry. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, okay. 
the stressed out host who does everything and isn't thanked. God mm. bless these people. These people are saints on earth. <clears throat> they cook four different sides. They cook the turkey. They do everything. They put the plates out. They do everything to get the dinner ready. And then people waltz in and they, they just don't recognize the amount of work this person does. I, I mean, to me, it's Kevin Durant. It's like, we don't talk about, I don't know why I'm doing, um, if, if no one's watching this, he's not on YouTube. I'm doing like the Tony Soprano, like the Italian. Finger. What hey, do you call that? Is um, that? That has to have a name. Um, This thing. The, the chef's kiss. It almost looks like a, a, a dinosaur. Yeah, it's like a duck, the duck face. The duck face. Um, We don't talk enough about how great Kevin Durant is and how fantastic he is. And he's the best net of all time, mm. technically. Like you want to you want to thank him right now? Is that what you're trying to do? Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> you do everything. You make the food. You clean the dishes. You set the table. You do every. You invite people and, over to your house, knowing that they won't do anything. And, you and do twice it a week, you. we come come on here and spend 15 minutes talking about whether Nick Claxton has meningitis or mono, and, <laughs> and that's that's what happens. You know, that's what happens when you do it all. You're not on our, our radar. He's he's so good. A lot of our podcast fo conversation is focused on non-Kevin Durant because it's it's like, what do you say? He, yeah, it's perfect. You don't need to. He's brutally yeah. efficient and is the best scorer on earth. Um, it's unquestioned. He's a top five scorer of all time in the NBA ever. Easy. That's an easy thing. And he's not appreciated enough. So Kevin Durant, you are the stressed out host who does everything. Just isn't thanked. We should thank you. Thank you, Kevin. We should be okay. chanting MVP every time he's on the from the free throw line. Um, next up, the super stoned nephew who's devouring the rolls and stuffing. I said James Johnson. He just has those that's vibes. I kind of did that too. That's just where my head goes. I don't know that he smokes weed or anything though, but that's where I, you know. You know he may be the kind of guy who like doesn't drink coffee, doesn't smoke weed, but he just has that natural like buoyant energy of. Well, you know, MMA guys doesn't, doesn't are like obsessed with weed now. Do you, have you noticed so like all the like cousin now, Joe Rogan's you're like were, I mean now they're obsessed like, oh. <laughs> or like they're open about it now it's like crypto they, they just suddenly got into the like, come on but man. he does MMA and so and they're always talking about how it's like so good for your recovery to like just smoke a ton of weed so um so there you Muzzle go tough. that's all I need good to know them. <laughs> Busted, they should James. be allowed yeah <laughs> they should be allowed um Okay, here, I ha I don't know if, do you, you may have this one, but, oh yeah, I sent this to you. The guest that brings the weird side dish they think everyone will love, but really sucks. So, again, won't name names, but this person shows up, they bring, they walk in, like, as if they're holding baby Simba. Yeah. They, I have the thing, you know, I have the macaroni salad, right. or whatever, or I have the thing I bought from the local grocery store can we, can we also that, the, 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 for me this dish is so clear in my mind it's this like please. catastrophe with the sweet uh sweet potatoes and marshmallows whenever that thing pops up <laughs> what where the fuck did that nightmare my come dad from? loves that <laughs> that thing my dad my dad gets it at boston market boston market <laughs> will make that for you too with the sweet potato marshmallow yeah uh disaster i'm, I'm I don't not know. against it well it sounds I, like I you're not to be pretty like drunk to do it yeah but anyways, people like get super geeked out on that, and I—that's like a, a hard pass for me. But I, I just—that was the dish that came to mind. And you're like, I got it, I got the thing, and everyone's like, hmm. Uh, so for me, that's Javon Carter's three-point shooting. He walks in, he's like, I'm, <laughs> I'm a defense go. guy who could shoot threes. Hey, love me, I'm three and D, and we're like, yeah. do yeah. we love your threes? Yeah, I don't think we do. It's a little bit much. Like, it's he a little pulls sweet. Up, yeah. he pulls up early in the shot clock. 
He'll pull up from transition and take a three. And I'm like, dude, you're just, you should yeah, only be taking not a there. three if it's like, if we're just so desperate or you're wide open. Two seconds left on the shot clock. Go ahead. Fire away. But that's, um, yeah. that's a great one. Like, Good job. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, the last, I don't know if I sent this one to you, the person in the kitchen who isn't cooking, but is giving a ton of cooking criticisms. So this is the person who, mm. for the stressed out host, who the stressed out host is making everything, this person will waltz into the kitchen, be like, you're not using enough cream in your mashed potatoes. or <laughs> A, a backseat like, driver, yeah. I think this turkey, I think you overcooked it. And yeah. you're like, all right, man, I don't need criticisms. I need, you know, like, if wow. you want to help, make something. Don't just tell me. So for me, it's James Harden talking about other guys' defense. Like Harden <laughs> criticize. We saw this with DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, he constantly. will criticize publicly, not like over the press, but like on the court. You can tell he's telling the other guys what to do on defense. Yeah, but James, not really mm. a good def- like he's a he's a better defender than what he was. But you're not yeah. a good defender. Yeah, but yet you feel you have this license because you're such a basketball genius to tell other guys how they should play defense. So that's a, that's James a good Harden. one. That's a perfect one. Yeah, locked in. I think that's it. You nailed it. Um, what's your what's your worst Thanksgiving memory? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. They've always they've been pretty chill Thanksgivings. I can't think of any like catastrophe. What was the setup? Was it was it just your immediate family, or did you go visit the cousins? And so there used to be cousins, be? but then we. I mean, you know, my family is so huge that like it's pretty easy to be like. You can pick your spots, right? And so we decided to kind of go nuclear. Um, not nuclear as in nuking the family. Just <laughs> yeah. just go. Only nuclear gets invited um, a couple of years ago. So we go up to Harlem. See the, uh, go to my sister's place out in Harlem. And I, and oh, is that where she is now? And, and my brother, shout out to Joe. He puts on a, he's a real, like, I don't know why he doesn't have a catering company. He should, but the guy, he churns it out uh, big time. So yeah, they do, Beautiful. they do, we do it there. But before that. Um, we used to go out into all kinds of crazy, you know, go to Albany. Oof, tough. Those are tough. To, those were <laughs> no shout out, shout out to the fam in Albany. Um, but there was cousins involved and that's always too. I feel like my whole family just like, we, we got insular at some point. We got insular. Do you do a whole big extended family thing? We, we used to do it. My dad, well, my stepmom's side, we would go to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is actually where my dad and stepmom are from. Uh, we do it with my stepmom's family. I remember vividly. How old were we when Bill Clinton was getting impeached? Like, we must have been ten. Yeah, eleven. And I remember, like, I'll admit it. You know, my whole family is pretty liberal. Um, just like the volley of conversation at mm. the table about the impeachment, how awful it was. I remember my older cousin who she was, I don't know, she was like five years older than me talking all like all this stuff, you know, how ridiculous it is. And like there was just it was always it would always break up into like there's no opposing side. There's no one like. Right. You know, he should, but like I just remember every time we would go up there, there'd be some massive political argument that I would just sit there and be like. Oh shit! Can I watch Jurassic Park again, please? <laughs> again. I, For the third time, I have no please. interest in yeah. what's happening here. Yeah. Um. And then, eventually, it became just my. This is so sad, but I mean, I, I enjoyed these times. Like, eventually, it became like we wouldn't do that, and then it would just be my dad and I go to Denny's. Oh my god! Go eat at Denny's and then watch football all day after Thanksgiving me, one, or before. 
this was like so we would stop going up to see my family in Harrisburg eventually. Oh, okay. Like that and, then, like, and then it just became Denny's. I see. It, just become, it was like the sad. That's actually pretty tight. I, I got to tell you. What, I mean, you can, yeah. that can sound sad and it does if you paint it in that way, but you can also paint a version of it. It was like, dude, we found, we hack, we found the hack and it was the Denny's hack for Thanksgiving. Well, one of the proudest moments of my life what happened they, on a Thanksgiving at Denny's. What, I, what happened? <laughs> my dad and I went to Denny's. You, you know me. I'm a. I was. I was pretty rotund uh, as a. Ch- I'm getting more rotund as I get older. You, so you keep saying back. this. I don't. Anyways, but you, you've been. This, you've always yeah. been the same, Mike. This is. <laughs> you've always <laughs> looked the same, and it's not that rotund. I. This is actually kind of a, also a sad thing, but from my perspective, it was a good thing. Uh, we get to Denny's. I order like I'm like I'm gonna get. Hey, uh, waitress, can I get? I'm gonna get the waffles, a hamburger, and like another like full meal like th- i ordered three oh plates of food yeah. and she said you can't eat that and you challenge boy, accepted you can't eat yeah. that and i said i can yeah i can eat that she's like all right five bucks she bet me five bucks i ate it all yeah and she gave me five dollars and i felt like a king yeah and my dad was like as she walked away he was like give her that back you can't take five dollars from a daddy's wage he was like that's not <laughs> And it was Thanksgiving. She's like, she's not with her family right now. Yeah. And you're taking money out of her pocket. That's not a nice thing. And I was like, yeah, that's not a nice thing. No, but nice. I conquered the beast. I it was in front of me. I ate it all, and I felt like a king. Uh, so those were good. Those were good memories. That's know? a that's a good one. That's almost you know on par with me beating Nick the Fish in arm wrestling at the bar. <laughs> I'll tell that story. I'll tell that story. Who's Nick the Fish? We'll, we'll save it for another episode, Mike. Who's That's a cliffhanger for fish? you. I'll tell you all about it on the next on the next episode. <laughs> of of the <laughs> all right. Well, this is our only episode of the week, I think, unless if Kyrie Irving gets traded. Yeah. Um, but thank you all so much for listening. We'll come back next week. Everyone, just have a great holiday. You know, don't drink and drive. Um, be safe. Be safe. Don't smoke and walk. Whatever, whatever form of illicit drug you want to do in transportation, don't do it. You know, just good just, advice. Uh, sound advice, en- Mike. Let's get out enjoy, of here. Say. Enjoy the holiday. <laughs> Nets play the Celtics. Uh, I got to go get my booster shot. So thank you, everyone. Best shot. Bye, everybody.